picture yeah unfortunately we won't be doing erotic novels as our game as much as i'm getting everyone in the mood right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't worry the game's dope this week i had a lot of fun making it i'm ready but it's a secret so uh news kind of light news week but i did want to talk about new denzel curry album taboo or uh TA 13U. TA 13U. As it's stylized. It's a gateway to a new day and the same hate With a new height and the same feet on an airplane yelling mayday With a good girl going bad girl who went gay Cause a date rape, that's a metaphor for the U.S. Cause they got us all in the same state State of mind, brain is minimized Put me on the news, only criticize Revolution will never be televised For the enemy, they never empathize And I never voted, never sugarcoated With my finger itching and my gun loaded When the fire open, let it be a moment When I shoot the sheriff, if he not demoted Then bang! This for Trayvon and Tree, Burn the bush and chronic Speaking honestly, we living in colonies The innocent comedies, one Cross City run rampant all throughout United States Talking about let's make a fort Talking about let's make it great F the shoes with tired grab the guns and riot Time to run with lions on the road to Zion In this age of violence Time to grab the iron when I pop the silencer It's Nolan, nothing you, but uh, silence when- What do you think about this? Um, I think that it's a great album front to back one thing that uh, I can comment on it is that I know he had intended the album to be broken down into like three sections titled Light, Gray, and Dark, I believe. And for. <laughs> I did not know this. I don't, I don't know if you're aware of this, but yeah. Um, I mean, you can sort of see the progression in, in the listing, like the. The production, as well as the subject matter that he raps about, does get progressively darker. But I think that it was kind of a weak effort to give your albums some sort of like theme to it, where you know um, it feels like nowadays it's more of a common thing to an album is really just like a collection of songs rather than like a collection of songs that also uh what's the word like mesh together to tell an overarching story or yeah. like express explore a theme uh and i think he tries to do that here but it doesn't work out that well that being said if you just aren't even aware of this fact listening to it front to back it's an incredible album yeah but, i think uh, it, it flows well and has like uh like musical consistency but i agree like I don't know. I think Denzel Curry has always been someone who prioritizes like lyricism and his own bars over uh, the content of his songs, which I mean, he has plenty of songs that have like interesting subjects and stuff. It's just never the priority, it seems like. But, you know, I fuck with that. Like, that's one of the reasons I like Denzel. Right. In general, I feel like if you have to go this out of your way to like give your album this sort of thematic structure then you're trying too hard you know if it's not happening naturally then yeah i definitely it definitely seems like a bit of a reach um also like some of you know earlier songs like uh sumo or like super saiyan god I don't remember. It's something super. Superman. Saiyan. Super Saiyan Superman. Oh, or Super Z A One Y A N Superman. 
Um, Again, if this was from anyone other than Denzel Curry, I would be like five feet out the door right now. <laughs> yeah, so like those those songs are a lot more goofy, kind of, you know, they they're just like trap bangers that you could easily play at a party. Whereas like later on, songs like Vengeance or Black Metal Terrorist, even Yo, just from is so good, even just from the names, you can tell that like this is not something that you want to like (laughs) this is not your party atmosphere it's a little more um Mm -hmm. you know for a personal listen and i can i can totally get behind that yeah i think denzel is someone who like is known for his like bangers and you know his more party oriented songs maybe but his deep cuts have always been really gritty and i've always loved that about him like he's worked with a little ugly man who spoiler alert gonna go over the album later so we'll figure out just how gritty that is the answer is very um (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah no like i totally fucked like uh jpeg mafia is featured on vengeance yeah who just put out a great album um and jpeg mafia is like definitely on the noisier end of the hip-hop spectrum the darker end um and it sounds great on vengeance uh jid has a verse on sirens and sounds awesome gold link who i've always thought has been like really inconsistent sounds super good on black balloons so yeah i I had a great time with this album all right i'll have to check it out cool uh the other album of note that there have been a couple albums of note uh mac miller's i believe it was called sleeping and then yg dropped an album as well i don't have anything to say about those but I will say one of the most like highly anticipated albums over the last few weeks was Travis Scott's Astro World, which came out on Friday, I believe. Yeah. I tried to show. Yeah. 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 Gone on you with the pick and roll. Younger Flame here in sickle mode. I think that it becomes more evident on this album than ever before that Travis Scott is a product of Kanye West in the sense that uh, his production will always be top-notch and we may differ about opinions on this. I know Kurt has some strong feelings towards Kanye's rapping, but (laughs) I would say Kanye is a little more flushed out and has better bars than Travis Scott, but Travis Scott's rapping to me has always been fairly middle ground. Yeah, I would agree to that. I'd say that if anything, Travis Scott has been like, I haven't really viewed him as much of a rapper or as a producer as I have seen him as sort of a vibe creator. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, yeah, somebody, yeah. he's somebody who people are there for, for the you know atmosphere. He's like the sort of, typical party about that life type rapper and i think that's that's a very important distinction that you made right there because when he first leapt onto the scene with rodeo uh everyone you know was taking notice of him because he's created this he was kind of the pioneer of that sort of vibe um and he was you know that was kind of experimental at the time i think rodeo came out in like 20 13 2014 maybe i was Um, obsessed with it when it came out and in retrospect i wouldn't say it's 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 more successful than it is good as a record yeah uh but the thing with it is that i think that that was like the turning point for him where he kind of started to coast after that album where rodeo became you know, Travis Scott was synonymous with the sound that he created on on Rodeo. So yeah. I have no problem with an artist finding a certain style that helps fit them and then going forward with that. But my problem with Travis Scott and this album in general is that it's still the same sound that you know and love Travis Scott for but it just doesn't come through as strong as it has on previous works. 
Um, Do you feel like since Astroworld has been such a delayed release that, like, he maybe it's been, like, over-tinkered or, like, it, it's too formulaic just because it's been worked on so long? Um, I don't even really feel like that. I think that, uh, you know... If you're if you're going to like take the time off for it and like delaying this album as much as it has been, that people are either expecting it's going to be a very high level of the sound that everyone's used to you producing, or you're trying something new. Either I feel like as an artist you should always either be refining your sound or exploring new sounds. I can I you know, will not usually fault an artist for trying something new, even if it doesn't click for them right away. Because, you know, they, they're they willing to step out of their comfort zone. But if you're staying in the same lane that you've always been, which has been, like, this sleepy, auto-tuned vibe music that he is so revered for then it, each work should be better than the last. And there's just some glaring issues that I find on this, where his bars feel a little lazy, not that they haven't always. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, it was new when he was first doing this, but now it's like, okay, this is just more of the same and it doesn't feel like the wait was worth it mm -hmm. word yeah i i definitely feel you on that idea of like refining over time or just having an album or a progression to albums as they release um i feel like you know there are definitely albums that are like failed experiments um that i don't necessarily like begrudge but like the only time that i'm like really frustrated by music is when it feels stagnant and bad you know yeah cool. i will say there are some high points that the first song stargazing uh and sicko Mo mode with drake and sway lee are good songs and obviously uh butterfly effect the single that has been out for eons now are, yeah. are great songs but every most everything else just feels a little lackadaisical and effort. I kind of lost hope when I found out Butterfly Effect was going to be on it. It's like, oh, great. He, <laughs> he pulled, no, he pulled like a... Like, remember when Drake put Hotline Bling at the end of Views Just Cause? Yeah. Or like for, for streaming numbers. For, or for with streaming this numbers, last like, album he put out... Uh, God's Plan. Yeah, God's Plan go. down the middle yeah. of it, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, God's Plan is the most listenable thing on that whole album hey uh, but I, I know digress. this is like a month late Scor it's scorpion <laughs> yeah was i was like that's not like really like a surprise point it's it's an objectively yeah. good song yeah, yeah yeah no that song's you know i mean but played to death for sure but oh yeah absolutely yeah i mean that's the nature of trick uh yeah, yeah. cool i want to run through these real quick just uh give some shout outs to rappers who are doing charity and also LeBron James. Shout out to LeBron James. He oh, made yeah. a whole school. That's cool. He yeah. was so charitable that Donald Trump harassed him on Twitter. That's like an achievement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that like not a milestone for your career. <laughs> um, but we have uh, 21 Savage with a back to school drive called Issa back to school drive. Very clever name. Yeah. That event um, looked hype as hell. Like, uh, yeah, no, I think that one of the things that like always surprises me is that out of like a lot of the new age uh, trap rappers that are becoming really popular and have kind of brought back the persona that like gangsta persona is cool in rap. It's uh, yeah. it's always refreshing to see them doing something nice for the kids. Yeah, exactly. Especially when they go above and beyond. I don't know if yeah. you guys remember that picture from a few years ago where the Migos brought out the massive, gigantic novelty check for $1,000, but I really, I really, you go look up that picture if you haven't, but 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, really appreciate what 21 Savage is doing here. I think also, like, I don't know, I could be misremembering. I was a lot younger during this time, so maybe I just wasn't aware. But I feel like during the Bling era, which had a similar, uh, like, wealth worship thing going on, I didn't see or hear about as much of, like, this kind of charity, which is kind of interesting. You know, it's not something I'd necessarily expect from this like new wave of rappers but hey man i fuck with it yeah i mean the it only... didn't happen at the time but nobody's going to touch the charity work that akon has done oh so. yeah well, yeah akon is like literally dropped out of his career to be the most generous man on earth yeah to give <laughs> electricity to villages that didn't have electricity and he uses like wealth in a myriad of other ways that that there's just nothing more than generous yeah, and he's been so successful with like his yeah. his initiatives have led to like really tangible change. Like a ton of wells have been built, a lot of like electricity infrastructure in places that didn't have it. It's real cool what he's doing. But also, um, more recently, uh, YG coinciding with the release of his album donated one hundred fifty thousand dollars to an organization called Girl Code, uh, which helps underprivileged women learn coding and tech skills which again super cool cause kind of unexpected from yg who has like some fairly misogynistic lyrics but um Mm -hmm. yeah it's cool good for him all right um we want to do album things let's do album things by god you picked a, a whammer of an album yeah Tell me what you think, Nick. So, oh, first of okay. all, let's let's start out by <laughs> saying that this is Oblivion Access by Lil Ugly Mane. Um, came out in 2014, 13? 2015. 15. Yeah. 15. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, Curtis? A little bit a little bit more yeah. about the man behind the the name. Yeah. I'm a huge Lil Ugly Mane stan. Um, Lil Ugly Mane is a Memphis rapper who came up on this sort of uh, like trap before trap was trap if that doesn't make sense to you like not trap music as we understand it today but like trap music when it was like three six mafia and and you know those kind of horror core uh like proto trap groups um yeah he is in my opinion the most interesting person making hip-hop music currently which is a hot take but you know I'd, I'd stand by that he's a producer as well he produces all his own music um and Did he his produce everything on this record yes wow his production is insanely cutting edge uh it dabbles in a lot of stuff he's also in, like incredibly versatile he goes from literally like straight noise tracks so like tracks without rapping that is just noise music to like really smooth catchy jazz beats like it's oh it's so good um if you want a starting point this is a good one but i would recommend looking up uneven compromise it's a like 12 minute long single and uh it's good yeah yeah i'll play a little bit put put a little bit in there in post but uh (laughs) I definitely my chamber, you never will leave. Fence bodies will cover the streets. Satanic prophecies, Christian hypocrisy, bury me deep in the filthy disease. Open my mind and then hammer it close. Into the darkness, I'm strangled and choked. Tracing the patterns and numbers and smoke. Blood on my dagger from enemies' throats. Crucified ghosts in the frozen abyss. Oceans of planets in total eclipse. Nowhere I wander, wherever I drift. Using the razor to open my wrist. My body is faking, my soul is enslaved to a hatred and aging and I would definitely recommend Oblivion Access as a starting point because my starting point was a few years back with um, Mr. Thug Isolation, which is an earlier record of his that kind of got like, like, like blog wave hype when that was, you know, still a tangible you know, forces to tracking, you know, that sort of hype. And I feel like I entered into it at a bit of a time where I wasn't really too aware of what was, you know, the causation 
of that record. You know, I wasn't, you know, too aware of like, you know, UGK or or Three Six Mafia for sure. Or even to an extent, I, I kind of lumped him in with what Raider Clan was doing, if we're talking about, like, Denzel Curry or South Florida rappers a little bit. And today. they do have they do have work with each other, so it's yeah. not an unfair assumption, but... Yeah, but it didn't, it didn't... I didn't attach myself to it the way that I did with this record, because... Oh, my God. It, it's dark, man. This record is dark, but it's also so technically well done and still so surprising as every track goes from one to the other so one thing that i have totally come to notice over the course of uh us doing this podcast is that there seems to be a trend between uh the different albums that we pick where nick will usually choose something that's a little more nostalgic or uh, you know, something, l- looking at an album to compare to see how it holds up to today, but uh-huh. mostly just, like, something that you remember fondly listening to when you were first discovering the this type of music. Yeah. Uh, for myself, I would say that I probably fall under more of the, like, popular... Uh, mainstream dare i say uh albums like kendrick or Mm -hmm. warren g um and then kurt will always come in with something a little different uh, a little more (laughs) a little more experimental i know that you have a, a perchant for anything cutting edge whether it's uh cannibal ox or goody mob uh at at their respective times, and now this. And over Uh, the years that I've known you, it's always been a little hit or miss with uh, our our music taste lining up. And on my first listen through this album, I was immediately turned off by what you would call noise music, I would just call ear rape because some tracks on here are just, I have to take my headphones off or turn the volume (laughs) down to one because it's literally just like birds screeching and metal being rubbed together. Yeah. (laughs) That being said... That's that good shit. (laughs) (laughs) Through my first listen, I was saying that it was way too uh, jarring for me, to be completely honest. Um but my second listen through I have appreciated it more and I still like the uh the more melodic like jazzy cuts that he has such as yeah. uh, grave within a grave or achilles foot yeah grave, Ooh, within, grave a grave. within a grave is so good yeah that song for the listeners out there is about being buried well not buried alive but being like conscious after you're dead in a coffin inside of my corpse 30 seconds like a century imprisoned in necrotic flesh cognizant beyond my death paralyzed and frozen in its carnal penitentiary lucidly projecting hellish specters ghoulish architecture enveloped in a darkness far beyond my mind can measure suffocating violent pressure it just goes on forever are these electromagnetic hallucinations? Is this everybody's afterlife or something I've created? Abandoned and dismissed in a flaccid impotence With the cold illumination that I no longer exist In the grave within a grave and was the first time I prayed No one here to tell me that I shouldn't be afraid Falling endlessly deeper, yet immobile and still in this infinite ether, washing over myself, neither angels or reapers or ghosts were fulfilled. Just a cavity, the soak of my guilt and my depravity. The flowers up above me wilting down so they can laugh at me. To think we spend our lives convinced we understand agony. A familiar voice shrieking through the silence to remind me I'm deceased. I tried to answer, but the dead can't speak. The biggest prison in the world, underground, six feet. In a grave, within a grave, within a grave, within a grave. Such a good concept song. 
like the concept itself isn't that original, but the way he describes it is like truly horrific. Yeah. yeah. Um. What's? I kind of agree with Nolan as like, I'm a guy that like likes noise music for what it's worth. You know, I still fucks with like Sonic Youth and like a, bu- a bunch of other people who do like who have like who are known for their very noisy sort of interludes and proclivities. But there were some points where I felt like it was kind of aimless, where I felt like the intro was kind of aimless. But there were some points, and I don't remember what track this is off, Curtis, maybe you could help me, but, like, the it, it's the end of a track, and it all of a sudden sort of, like, fades into um, a... A text-to-speech protocol. Oh, yo, that is, like, the dopest moment on the album. I believe that's... On the end of Persistence, right? No, no, Persistence is the one that's, like, Persistence of a Memory. Um, I think it's Collapse and Appear. Yeah. Persistence is the really jazzy one. Yeah, it's Collapse Collapse and and Appear. I I tried to keep a note down, but, like, that was, like, as, as, like... You know, it starts out, okay, this is just that okay computer bit. This is uh, fitter, happier. But then it just, like, it's so much more intense because, like, the way that the disaffected speech is, like, responding, or rather not responding to the poetry that it's reading, it's just a whole other layer of, like, it could have come off as goofy, but it's just so smart and so well done. I fell apart and took my mind with me. I have been barely sustaining my pain just marinating. I fell apart and took my mind with me. Just a ghost cloaked in lies with a broken spine. Fell apart and took my mind with me. Just an unrecognizable creature caught under an avalanche. Fell apart and took my mind with me. My presence unnerving. I'm a shadow always lurking, surrounded by death. Even the towel rack reminds me of the handles Paul bearers grip tightly on the way out of church. What they used to lift you up into the back of that hearse i see a woman tighten grip on her purse can't be offended she doesn't know my intentions she imagines the worst around here the conditions severe around here you tight rope between detachment and fear between the shattered fragments of existence that collapse and appear never changes just exacerbates depression deeper year after year pain weaving in pain weaving out hard worms sharp turns sparse words scars burns i spent a long time dying don't wake me up yet public executions you'll never see me upset force fed myself with blow but now i settle for sedatives no longer in the streets i belong in the crevices positively negative popular i've never been hard to be a person when you lack the mental requisites emotionally deficit consumed with all the wretchedness not optimist or pessimist my politics are in exodus spouting countless fountains out while drowning in the brine my life's the foulest algorithm science can't define they trap you in these systems that are phallic in design because they fuck you in the mind boy they fuck you all the time i fell apart and took my mind with me being strung up at the ligaments with cultural derivatives fell apart and took my mind with me pronounced dead by a nemesis a doubt without a benefit i fell apart and took my mind with me just a cluster of atoms thrust deep in a chasm i feel apart and now your mind is with me smoke in your eyes the world's a joke in disguise it's the hardest verse on the entire fucking album and it's performed by a speak and spell yeah that that was the part that really got me (laughs) and like i i kind of like the idea with that or like how i've always thought about it is like it's a verse that's like too painful for him to perform because it is like an intensely intimate verse like it's really fucked up and sad (laughs) uh well, I mean, I, I want to talk about some of just like, I don't know, best Absolutely. tracks for me. Definitely Opposite Lanes is like the hardest banger that's ever been made. You ain't rich, you don't play about that guap. I view the city like a section of a swamp. A lot of shit grows, but nothing that you want. A lot of shit gross, and that's just being blunt. Bitches act inside, and bitches want to stunt. Nothing ever changes till you will 
Linda confront Crookie cop, crookie cop, yeah, I see him too Every person has autonomy, we ain't got a clue I know it sound hazy when I twist that J That rich town way, these dummies catch a six round fade And yeah, I know them honeys got them big round things But really, I don't give a fuck about that blase, blase I play the resurrector like the tribe cassette Cause your third eye just a fucker holding your head I play the resurrector like the tribe cassette Cause your third eye just a fucker holding your head Collapse and appear, like we said, has oh, that yeah. like insane speak and spell bit. Um, slugs, I just think is like really fucking. I I don't know. I like that it's a concept song about slugs, but I also think it's like a really dope song. You got the TV night. World skip is all right. Dreaming about a crisis. All I fucking hear is silence. Climates turn to ice, and your life turn to life. Sit me on my throne. that ends with like the noisiest yes yeah but i mean it's the track after that that's the noise like it's called compliance it's like a minute and a half long oh yeah um uh but slugs itself which is like separate from the noise bit um is like really dope and then the closing intent and purulent purulent discharge um is like a like a super fun way to close out the album that's the one where he's like what's it all mean what's what's like he's saying um fuck what's the actual lyrics what's he saying when he says it what's the underlying topic what's the motive in his message what's he saying when he says it what's the underlying topic what's the motive in his message what's it all mean what's he saying when he says it what's the underlying topic what's the motive in his message What's it all mean? What's he saying when he says it? What's the underlying topic? What's the motive in his message? What's it all mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like... I mean, it's a it's a direct criticism of his listener base, um, which I definitely, like, am guilty of. <laughs> like, overanalyzing <laughs> his music. Um, and, yeah, it's just, like, really fun and, like, bitter and virulent and, like eventually he just like like to the flow that he was using is just like babbling into the mic and like yelling and i don't know i like that i would say that i mean i've already said this but i think that grave within the grave was probably my favorite track off of this yeah um both because the subject matter but it I'm pretty sure both of, like, I'm having trouble remembering now, but uh, Ejaculated Poison Wrench and Columns are a little bit more jarring of production than this, and it really, like, slips down into a much more muted, somber sort of feel, uh, which is very appropriate for the subject of the song, but uh, also just feels more agreeable. (laughs) (laughs) that's a polite way of saying it sure (laughs) what about you nick final thoughts i think we personally i think we've been over all that we need to be over i you you really turned this one out curtis you made me a fan like yeah you I'd, i'd recommend going from here if this is the little ugly man album that really clicks with you and he has yeah. like such a diverse discography that you know maybe there's another album that like you really fuck with but if you want more like oblivion access i recommend checking out his bedwetter project it's like yes, he's he's putting out under the name bedwetter um it's very similar to this uh yeah i guess the last thing i'll just say is um like how much focus Lil Ugly Man has on this album is really impressive. Um, we're talking about cohesive albums, both thematically and sonically, and this manages both while still being super diverse. Like, yeah, it's it's a really despondent um, 
nihilistic, just, um, yeah, I don't know, depressing fucking album. Uh, but it kind of runs the gamut sonically between, like we said, noise music and really energetic, fun bangers to some like really smooth, jazzy cuts. Um, but it all feels distinctly Little Ugly Mane, and it all feels specifically like Oblivion Access. So I think yeah. that's what really stands out to me about this album. All right. Up next, we have an interview. I believe we'll be talking to Big Dick Chima coming up. That was a really fun interview. Um, one of my favorite that we've done on this podcast so far. So enjoy. Um, oh, fuck. Wait. Don't we do the game first? Yeah, we're doing game. <laughs> Just kidding, fuckers. It's game time. Woo! <laughs> Hey, you can only do that for three seconds or else we're going to get copyright struck. No, this is educational. This is a educational podcast. I'm about to educate you, you fucks. Today's game is called... Is this one of the corniest lines in hip-hop ever or just some shit that Curtis made up? I love how like all of your games center around the concept of corniness. Like yeah, we had the Snoop is Dogg a, game and we had a the theme. Yeah. Yeah, and like bad rapper names. Uh, yeah, I guess there's just like a lot of like terrible shit. Also, what's fun here <laughs> is I like I like all of these rappers to a certain extent. Um, mm-hmm. so these are these are bad lines from good rappers. Very similar to uh, the Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre game. And then I made up some shit, and y'all aren't going to know which. Uh, so is this like, is this you true. sneakily trying to spit some bars? Oh, yeah. Well, Under most, under the facade, facade of a game. Most of, I, I, won't, I won't tell you, I'm not going to give you any insight into uh, which ones are mine, because I don't want to tip the scales, but you'll see. You'll That's see. fine. All right. So... First up, we have fuck around, pull my dick out, and I pee on her. That's that, real. That's R. Kelly, right? But, oh, come on. No. We don't need to make that joke. Speaking of, did you hear that fucking 16-minute R. Kelly song? Uh, called, let's uh, let's not talk, talk about, about that. We, we talk about R. Kelly in every fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised we're not talking yes. about fucking Takashi Six Nine right now because that's. The I was other asking. I was asking. So can we rename this, this to the Moogatoons Piss Cast? Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Find lock in your answers, boys. Um, that's real, and I feel like I've definitely heard it. Yeah, that sounds. Sure, that sounds real. Yeah, y'all are right. That's future. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> Come on, future. Uh, do, we have right. a, do we have, like, a song that that's from? Because that could, like, low-key nah, be, like... Y'all can look it up on your own time. I didn't, like, write this shit down. Um, <laughs> I don't feel like looking it up right now, but that's just know bad. that future is into water sports. The more you know, folks. Um... All right. I'm trying to pick a good one from my list. Um, how about... My apologies, are you into astrology? Because I'm trying to make it to Uranus. That's that, real. That that's also real. real. I also feel like I know that. First. Yeah, that's a Kanye line. I figured yeah. uh, oh, you'd get yeah. it, so we're starting Shit. with the the early, the easy ones rather. Oh, I can um, I can hear his flow. I I know at the tip of my tongue what that's from. Oh, I'm not gonna. It's not important. But man, I that just that. fall falls into like more of the uh, like genre category of like Kanye saying some shit that just actually <laughs> doesn't make sense. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Okay. Up next, we have uh, super glued my ass shut because I'm done with this shit. That's you. 
Yeah. That's definitely you. That's like, Yeah, I made that shit up. That's like, <laughs> that's like... That's like a little too close to Method Man to be, like, real. You know, well, the, the soul wait, you asshole shut But bit. if it's close to Method Man... Yeah, I mean, I guess it, yeah, it is, it is. glued the ash and start feeding you, feeding you, feeding you, and feeding you. Yeah. That's also, true, not that it, like that they have to, but that just that doesn't rhyme. <laughs> oh, a, lo- a lot of these don't rhyme, like on on both sides of it. Yeah, a lot yeah. of them are just like half bars. Okay. Um. How about? Uh, I like pussy. Like pussy likes catnip. That's real. That's. You get bonus points for like just guessing who it is. <laughs> yeah, sure. You get you get two points if you guess who it is. Is that Lil Wayne? I want to say it was Chief Keef, but I like you. That was answer. Curtis gonna... David Broadner, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, <God. Hey. laughs> So does that mean we still get two points if we? No, you get no points. <laughs> you get no points. You got it wrong. <laughs> All right. Lemonade was a popular drink, and it still is. That's Jay Z. Sorry, that's Jay Z. Give me those two fucking points, bitch. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know who that. That was Jay Z, but I thought it was real. It's not Jay Z. That is Guru from Gangstar. Oh yeah, no, but Jay Z interpolated that. Yeah, yeah Jay Z steals. Jay Z steals bars. We all know Nick. Yeah, you don't yeah. get the points. <laughs> oh, boo! No, it, I can find whatever. Whatever. It's a guru line. It is a guru. It guru, was a guru wrote line those first. words. He made that. In, he he took it from his brain and he turned it into something that exists in reality. All right. Um, wow, thanks for that lesson. This really is an educational podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. Ready. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and more. Uh, I I want to say that that's you because when you started on this, I thought it was going to be like that. That I thought it was going to be like one, two, three, four. How many hoes are at my door? I thought but, it was, I thought it was going to be like like amigo says like one o'clock, like five o'clock, six o'clock on whatever on slippery. Where they just yeah, when you say it like that, it makes me think that they're like, it's like them doing the reading of Llama Llama Red Pajamas. <laughs> That's a dope video. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, but um, I'm gonna need an answer from you. I'm going with you. I'm gonna say it's real. Uh, sorry, Nolan, you are incorrect. That is me. That is hot fire oh. straight from my brain <laughs> to your ears. I knew that that was just a little. Yeah, too Kurt, close but you're just like comfort. stealing bars because someone else came up with <laughs> our numerical system. You jag. You're literally just ripping off Arabic numerals right now. Like, yeah, uh, dude, fuck out of here. I'm a biter. You caught me. <laughs> Next line. Uh, I took out life insurance on my neighbor because he's fat as fuck. <laughs> that has to be you. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> that has to be you. Um. Yeah, I think that's probably you. Yeah, you caught me. <laughs> <laughs> that one's me. <laughs> Is this just like an anecdotal sort of thought that you're having? Or... I'll never tell. That'd be insurance fraud. Okay, ready? I. Lo- right. There's three of us, but we're not the Beatles. Oh, that doesn't yeah. even make any fucking sense. That's a hundred percent real, and that's from Run DMC's King of Rock. Isn't it? I, well, I I thought it was real. Don't know who it's by. It's by Run DMC. Yeah, for sure. two points for you, Nick. That is uh, Run DMC, and <laughs> you are also correct, Nolan, in that that makes absolutely no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Right. Um. 
how about uh, pussy juice drip down my chin like burger grease? That's you. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong again, Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nick takes a strong lead. Oh, I thought you were saying that's real, as in like mood, or as in yeah, like yeah, true I mean, that. I mean that that is the mood. <laughs> hey, uh, first family will gradually lift that ass up like gravity. All right, that's real. That's too that's clever. A, that's real, but I don't, I don't know who did it. You're both right that it's real. You're wrong, Nolan, and that that's not clever. Gravity is a, doesn't lift shit up. What the fuck? I, I, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying that it involves a semblance of rhyming, which has proved to be too <laughs> yeah, much yeah, for that, you. That, that is beyond me. You are correct. You are correct. Hey, I, got, I got that one rhyme with uh, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and more line. That was, that was pretty great. tight. Pretty great. Um, Shut the fuck but, up. Curtis Brodner, the fourth fucking yeah. Migo over here. <laughs> I think that falls the uh, the MOP line falls in the same vein as um, the, a tribe called Quest uh, float like gravity never had a cavity gravity. which is also fucking stupid because gravity doesn't float um, but that one's too well known I figured you guys would get that right off the bat <laughs> well it's also um, from the best fucking song of all time yeah yeah that's if, a great if song. not the best fucking song then the best fucking Fife performance of all time Dumb line, though. Um, Rest in peace, Yeah, I'm just going to run these out, even though Nick clearly won this this round. I'm, but, I'm uh, bowing. You can't see that, but I'm bowing. All right. Ready? I'll go to a Chinese restaurant. Bitch, I want to eat cats. That's real, and it's from Hobson. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm deferring to Nolan on this one, because... That, that yeah uh, sure that's real sure it is real but that's actually from cool g rap oh, fuck nolan you <laughs> should have known better when i said earlier that i like all of these rappers to oh yeah 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 i didn't oh wow i forgot about that yeah i don't know what he was thinking with that one <laughs> jesus that christ pretty wild hobson's, hobson's not the only rapper who's racist towards asians <laughs> that's true actually Rappers like there's love a to say fucked up shit about Asian people. That's, uh, that's yeah. common. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We all let Drizzy slide with the Asian girls let the lights dim some line, but... And the sweet and sour right, sauce ready? line. Those are probably the Good two most Good wine tastes like grape juice. But... Wait, wait, Nolan, what, what, is it real or fake? Uh, good wine... I said did, that's did you. Tastes like, yeah, that's me. Because <laughs> I also know you have a perching for shitty sweet wine. No, no, that's not true. I, don't, I like red wine, not dessert wine. Yeah, okay. Oh, oh I missed a whole nother line, but whatever. Um, oh, fuck, I can't believe I missed this one. I'm the siren that you hear, I'm the butt police, and I'm looking at your rear. That's real. <laughs> That's I'm, real I'm, I'm getting a very 90s, like, Rex and Effect type vibe from that. Yeah, I, I don't know who that is, but I'm, uh, that's real. That's Eminem. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> that's not too surprising. All right, that's that, that's the uh, the lion shares of the lines I had there. Um, this has been uh, is this a really bad rep line or some shit that Curtis made up? Yay! Did no one end up you catching work up? Work on your titles there. No, no I think that's no, a I think title. that you won pretty decidedly there. Yeah, yeah. I, All right. I, I I don't think we need to count them up for that one. But yeah. Nick, do you have an idea of where the album's going? I do have or another one. And this one is, I, I think, kind of an offbeat one compared to what we've been doing lately. But um, it's one that I still like a lot. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this. Um, I'd say it's an album that was very hyped when it first came out, has kind of decidedly been, I'd say, underrated as far as time has gone on with it, but... It's by a British rapper-producer named The Streets. 
And this album is his sophomore effort called A Grand Don't Come for Free. Word, I've never heard this. Is it grime? Sort of. It's like... It's like two-step, but... The Streets came out of a very weird subset of British music where grime was just sort of hopping up, but he's not as raw and street as grime lends its definition to. He calls himself a geezer a lot because that sort of became synonymous with like a white middle class 20 something just kind of living life and smoking pot in his um, <clears throat> flat. But, um,. <laughs> word yeah i definitely like under listen to british hip-hop so i think i think you'll be very interested by this because it is a very storytelling heavy record and i'll tell you from like from now on like this isn't really much of a spoiler but it's um this album literally tells a cohesive story from front to back. It's very literal, but it's also very smart in the way that it does it. So I'm excited for you guys to listen to it because I know you're a, definitely some sticklers for the pen. Yes. Word. Sounds good. Um, up next, we have, as mentioned earlier, an interview with Big Dick Chima, meme rapper out of New Jersey. He is. Uh, quite quite the little internet following that he's put together recently, so I'm excited for that one. At first, it was just Chimba, and then, like, I wanted more attention. I'm like, I need more clout. <laughs> and then, I was like, you know what? Um, I think Big Dick Chimba would catch attention, and then it did. I was trying to be, like, a serious artist, but then, like, it wasn't catching attention, so I was just like, fuck it, I gotta do something else. McDonald's. Spotify, Spotify, Apple Music, um, features are really how like all the money comes in because like everyone's trying to like advance their career and like work with someone who's, who's like up like more than them so people are always going to pay you to like mm-hmm. like to fucking promote their own music you know what I mean so like and like we just I, Apple Music and Spotify every like hundreds of thousands of plays that you get like you get like a pretty good like check for that so as long as like keep, as long as you keep on making fire the money's going to keep on coming in um, like you know like, Ugly God uh, Boom Gang Showed Love XXX showed love. Uh, so basically, those three artists were the ones who really showed love. Yeah, yeah, that was about two years ago. Yeah, that was when I made the song, and that was when I met Ugly Guy. So that was like two years ago, and then the other artists, like a year and a half ago. Me and Ugly Guy had a song a while ago, and that shit caught like attention. And then, um, but like, I didn't, he posted it for like a little bit, and then like he took it down. And like it was only up for like a day, and it was like a feature that like me and him like did, where like it wasn't fire enough, so he just took it down. So like me and him, like I should make another song soon. I'm not sure if we will, but like, but, yeah. Like my first school, uh, I went to pri- uh, private high school for the first year and a half. I got expelled. And her like, I used to like, add a boner in class, and like, like the outline of my boner was showing, and I showed a girl, and I got expelled for that. So my parents got mad. They sent me to Maryland. Went there for a year. My mom kicked me out of, of, the, of the house. She said, I have to go. So I'm like, all right. I left again at 16, came back to like New Jersey again, and then came to like this, the South Brunswick, my town that I live at now. And then that's how it all began. Teachers did not fuck with me at all. Like, especially because like, I don't know, they would just be seeing videos and shit. Like kids would just show them pictures and videos of me. So like, yeah, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about that. It was just too much. What were you doing in Maryland? Bro, my mom lived there, so, like, I was just there for a year to try it out there and, like, start, like, a new life, but it didn't work out because I was still the same person that I was when I came, so she told me to leave. I'm the kind of guy who, like, even if, if my mom is home and, like, a bad bitch hits me up, I'm still going to fuck her. Like, I don't even care. <laughs> so, like, my mom was just seeing me do that shit and, like, hearing shit, and then she was just like, yo, like, this is fucked up. Like, you got to go. 
I'm just like, all right, so I left. I have a sister too, and my, and my mom, and they really don't like this stuff. And that's what makes it so hard. Like the first song I made two years ago, that was when uh, she found out because like it was doing sucking on my dick. Yeah, because yeah. actually had it's a hell of a way to uh, exactly. <laughs> come out to the whole yeah. thing. And like, I'll just say, like what I say is like, yo, it has plays, it has views. I'm gonna like blow up off of it. And she's like, I don't care. Like the message is horrible. Like you know how parents sucking, 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 sucking on my dick. She's sucking on my dick. Yeah, she's kind of thick, big fucking tits, just a horny ass bitch. She wants to see my dick. She's a fucking slut. She was at this point like she just gave up. Like, she won't say anything anymore. It's just like she sees me doing this shit and she's like, damn, he's just done. There's no going back. So she doesn't even talk to me anymore. I I, I barely hear from her. Like, I, you know, I love women, but people think that like my content is like very derogatory towards women. So the way I see it is I just say it's all a gimmick, it's all an image. If you really know me and like you're like friends with me and you know me personally, and you know that um, I'm not really like that, it's all for sure. It's all for the cloud. Like hella people hate me, but like mad people love me at the, at the same time. But like, it's like especially all the normal kids that I grew up with, like it's like. I was like them at one point and then like as soon as like Cloud and everything came in and like I started getting like mad girls and stuff, people started hating me. But, like people are scared of me in, in, in real life, but like online people just talk so shit. It's crazy. Cause like if I see all the people who said shit to me online in person, they'll be silent. No one would ever do anything. Um, my yo, my tool is just to like post like the most ignorant thing that I can think of that comes to my head and just see how many people react to it because if you're not going to be like funny or ignorant like people just won't care right? but like if you're constantly making a scene and it's like making like drama like causing a big deal like people are going to really be like yo what the fuck is going on with this kid like who is he and like yo and, I, and yo, even people talking shit you know like, I hate this kid sending this shit it's just fucking more attention right. than me exactly so I'm just trying to like get enough attention to where like someone like who's really super famous is gonna like really like take me seriously and like take me under their wing and give me all their following so i'll just keep on blowing up like through that started getting sore fucked her so damn much it was feeling like a chore she's sucking on my dick university of masters amherst i was just living there because like i had nowhere to go and like my parents like were giving me shit about being home and then i just i was just trying to like network and get like a bigger fan base so I went out there and lived with my, my, this kid who was like my best friend now. And then, um, yeah, we're just making music out there. And that's how shit happened. My photographer was like my, 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 my best friend. He's like, this kid is like a kid who like spent hella money on me when I was like broke as hell, didn't have anything. Like, he was the one who funded everything. He funded all the pictures, like the music, the studio time, all that stuff. Uh, my producer, his name is Craig. He lives in uh, Massachusetts as well. He made like a lot of these beats for me. That like beats that no one else will ever like encounter. Like these are like personal beats, and like he like he knew my sound, and he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna be like your personal producer and just make all these songs for you and like all these beats." Cause, like he had like, he had potential in me. So that's another uh, person who was really there for me. Him, my photographer, my manager, just also just put money in and then my, my boys like my friends who were like who I hang out with every day would always just try to push it non-stop and push the music like something you don't be mad you got play like a Nintendo I don't want your pussy you got play like a Nintendo play like a Nintendo like once you get noticed for a certain genre of music or whatever it's hard to switch like I feel like I'm not gonna be able to make serious music that people will actually like until like I'm much bigger so okay, I gotta keep on making funny songs to explain yeah it's hella serious songs too that have crazy lyrics that like I could have dropped a long time ago I'm just waiting I feel like it won't get the attention that like, it deserves yet mm -hmm. so I'm trying to like just wait and wait and wait and then just drop them in serious yeah. I'm not just gonna post like songs and songs for no reason like I, so, like I don't want a song to pop so like if I wait and don't drop anything for a while that one song is gonna be good and it's gonna pop later on you can't oversaturate your content when mm -hmm. someone just keeps on posting like songs and songs every fucking like couple days like you just get tired of seeing that same thing especially if they aren't big like you're just like yo this is just too much I, I don't have time to listen to this you know what I mean like it's not interesting anymore but like if you don't drop something for a while and like you constantly do other stuff that, that draws attention like 
people that one song that you drop people are going to listen to it you know what I mean and then if, and if, if it's fire then you're lucky then, then it's going to get pushed my project's already done I already have hella songs that could go on the project I'm just waiting until like more like famous people um, like kind of like give that cosign that would mm-hmm. push me in the industry that a project could really go off like I don't want to just drop something and then not have it like hit as many numbers as like, I wanted it to you know what I mean this has been the uh, Mugatoons Rapcast. I want to thank you all for listening. And if you are listening, please pass this on to a friend, a relative, a homeboy, somebody who likes music in general. Um, please uh, like us, rate us five stars, subscribe to us, say something nice in the comments. Um, big shouts out to the homie SVUVN Max, who does our intro music and is the nicest, sweetest gentleman on earth. Um, so, any parting words, fellas? I've been Curtis Brodner. Hit me up on Twitter. My name is my Twitter handle. Oh, I'm on Twitter at Nick Likes Things. I ain't got she. You still off the grid, bro? <laughs> Yo, speaking of, I'm almost done with the wire. Yeah, no, that's. What oh, I, was <laughs> I, yeah. I got, I got stuck. Have we been over this? I got stuck on season two because, like, what the fuck? It's all on boats now. Nah, you're sure. wrong. It's all season about two, the... best season. Season two, best season. Shut the fuck up. Season four <laughs> is miles better. See, all right, season four is really good, but season two is so good. All right, I got season one and three are also very good. <laughs> I'm I'm like breezing my way through the Sopranos right now, so I'm through a whole different sect of like early two thousands HBO right now. So right. I'm gonna Which try to stick to one thing before next. I finish The Wire yeah. eventually. Right, but anyway, I know it's important. Time to fuck off. Bye.